Hello, you beautiful soul. Welcome to the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker. If you would like to pick my brain as to all the wonderful ways that we can optimize your skin and rejuvenation journey, book your one-on-one with me. If you would like to work with Katie to optimize your sleep and biohacking journey, book a one-on-one with Katie. You can learn more about booking with us in the show notes of this episode or head on over to beautyandthebiohacker.com and you can find our one-on-one booking links there. Be sure to use promo code BB15 for 15% off of your one-on-one session with Katie or I. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome everyone to today's episode right here on the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. My name is Rachel Varga. I'm a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed in 10 years in the industry performing rejuvenation as a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist. I'm also an international clinical trainer and executive board member for Plastic Surgical Nursing Journal and peer reviewer. It's my passion to help others all over the world understand how they can look good and feel their best with optimizing my clients at home and in clinic skin rejuvenation options. And I am joined here by my fabulous co-host, Katie Moore, who is a professionally trained journalist, in case you didn't know. (laughs) Thank you for that, Rachel. Yes, I am what you would say is the biohacking side. Although, Rachel, you're definitely up in the ante with me on some biohacking stuff. But I really do tech product reviews on my YouTube channel, Katie Type A. I've been doing it for almost three and a half years now. I'm very much into the whole idea of like really taking your health into your own hands. And my mission is to help other people going through any sort of, you know, health and wellness issues to really take their own health into their hands so they can live happier and healthier without all the stress that comes with just your day-to-day life. So that is my story. And I am so excited to be here and interview you today, Mark. And before we get started, if you're new here, we would love it if you would hit that subscribe button on Apple iTunes and whatever platform you listen to us on, and also on YouTube. And be sure to hit the bell so that you know when new episodes are launched. Also, be sure to hang out with us at beautyandthebiohacker.com and get on our newsletter. You'll see this little pop-up, and we are going to be sharing some of our top secret details and exclusive promo codes via email that way. So be sure to get on the newsletter. So welcome Mark from Bend Beauty. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Mark first of all. So this is my second time interviewing Mark. We did another interview on the Rachel Varga podcast, but this one we're going to get a little bit more uh, into kind of like the future of skin health optimization. So Marques Saint-Ange is a serial entrepreneur and investor leading global platforms for the development of evidence-based nutraceuticals, food sustainability, and decentralized healthcare. Bend Beauty at the convergence of health and beauty. Bend is pioneering evidence-based nutraceuticals targeting skin health, UV protection, and longevity. With a unique focus on sustainable marine ingredients, Bend Beauty has recognized has been recognized as one of the companies changing the beauty industry. Mark, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here on the show with us today. Yeah, thank you so much. Happy to be back. 
Mm -hmm. And I'm thoroughly enjoying my coconut collagen powder in my bulletproof coffee. It's actually mm -hmm. one of my favorite ways to sweeten my coffee. And you have a whole lineup of some of the other products. If you're watching the episode here on the YouTube channel, you have a number of different products that uh, are made by Vemuti. And we'd love for you to just kind of tell us a little bit about some of your offerings. Yeah, well, you know, Ben Beauty uh, is kind of at that intersection of beauty and biohacking, right? And, and, and I think part of this, you know, being a, both a research-based and a, a purpose-driven, you know, company is like we're trying to shift the whole industry. And, and of course, there's been so much uh, innovation and advancement on the more conventional side of skincare. But then I, I think when you really understand the biology of the human body, the biology of our skin, you realize, wow, there was such a gap uh, existing in, in the, the broader industry. And that is kind of like that beauty from within. And so that's where back from 2009, we started pioneering the research that eventually led to uh, the founding of Ben Beauty uh, and our product line back in 2016. And so that starts with really looking at foundational products that kind of go really, really deep to kind of shift what we call uh, the skin climate, which I, I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later. Um, but we have a really, really uh, exciting kind of vision for products that work entirely from the inside out that really operate those main levers uh, that we can to really affect the skin in meaningful ways that you can also not just skin health, but things that you can actually see visually. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about the difference between the marine collagen and cofactors and the Renew and Protect formula. And I'm actually going to take my soft gels because when I think about it, then that's when I take it. So tell us a little bit about the difference between the two products. Yeah, well, we started, um, so the research that we did back in 2009 was really the foundations of that product, the Renew and Protect. And so as the first product, of course, we want to create something that becomes what we call the foundation of, of skin health and longevity. And so therefore, you know, we need to develop a, a formulation that's going to hit on all those key uh, factors that really are impacting your skin, your skin health and how it ages over time. You know, things like uh, hydration, elasticity and firmness, coloration or hyperpigmentation as well as really resetting this uh, age-related chronic inflammation, which it always, of course, everything we talk about these days is all about inflammation. And it's so important because no matter what condition or, or uh, aspect of your health you wanna shift, there seems to always be that, that underlying mechanism that implicates you know, chronic inflammation. And then of course, one of the things that we can never ignore about you know, skin health and longevity is those external factors. And of course, we have environmental pollution, but, you know, the real big driver here is, is UV radiation. You know, so that was really a, a very novel concept that we were introducing through this research platform is like, well, we know about topical sunscreens, right? Pretty important, right? But at the same time, there's also limitations to to topical sunscreens. So we kind of pioneered this whole idea, like how can you confer UV related benefits from the inside out? And so that's what launched as, as the formula called Renew and Protect. Um, and so we always say start, that's where you start. And that's going to build uh, the right foundation for, you know, creating, you know, uh, the right biochemistry, the right, um, 
you know, activating the rejuvenation potential of the body, really, because that's really what it's all about. There's so much unlocked potential. And I know the three of us, you know, we geek out about this all the time in our, in our, in our lives, but there is, there's just so much unlocked, you know, potential or, or locked up potential that we're trying to unlock. Right. And so that's why we need to talk about things like chronic inflammation. So once you've done that, um, then you can start to look at other important elements of how can we really um, hack the system uh, that's going to restore some of the biological function. Um, collagen, of course, is something that's it's a huge buzz, buzzword. And there's a good reason, you know, that is uh, that's the framework, the lattice for which, you know, we we produce all of our skin cells. Right. And so when we lose that structural framework, yeah, then we're going to see, you know, the, the classical visual signs of aging. So we think of that as kind of more of a booster product, you know, versus the Renew and Protect is kind of like that's that core foundation where, you know, you need to really start with. Yeah. And the Renew and Protect has, you know, fish oil, EPA, DHA, barrage oil, GLA, vitamin D3, lutein, and a few other things. And so this comes in a soft gel form and also in a liquid. So whatever your preference is there. And then what I really like about the collagen is that it's a solid formula. So it mixes just perfectly. The unflavored is great. You can put it in anything. But the coconut, I have to say, is my favorite. It's epic in coffee. It also tastes like pina colada on its own. And the strawberry is like a virgin strawberry daiquiri. And you guys nailed the formulation. But the collagen is great because it also has lysine. So for individuals that maybe are prone to cold sores, this can be a helpful adjunct to that. Or if, say, for example, someone goes out in the sun and they get cold sores from sun exposure. So we, we want to think about protecting the skin from the inside out. And then also vitamin C and silicon. So definitely I've been taking... I've been taking Ben Beauty probably for about six months, pretty consistently now. And uh, yeah, my skin looks great. I probably noticed that I have fewer breakouts, which which is my problem. And also when I go in the sun, I burn like that. So Katie, we got to get you on some of this for um, for when yeah. you're in Hawaii. Well, that, I mean, it, this is fantastic and, and really kind of fitting because I'm actually doing a little bit of research on some of these Hawaiian tropical plants that actually have these sun protectant qualities to it. Um, things like mamaki tea, which I had no idea. And so um, knowing that there just are so many kind of you know, supplements and herbs out there that can provide a lot of polyphenols that actually help boost with skin protection. Maybe walk us through a little bit of the uh, ingredients that you source. I'd love to know where you source them from because I know that, you know, marine ingredients are a huge part of your, your um, you know, formulations. So where do you source? And then tell us a little bit about what uh, specific ingredients are giving you this sun protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great questions. Uh, from a sourcing perspective, you know, the philosophy uh, or, or the strategy uh, that we take here is kind of responsible supply chain. And so being a responsible company, you really need to do your due diligence. Where are those ingredients coming from? What impact not only are they going to have, you know, on your body and your health and your skin, what impact are they having for the planet? You know, what kind of social issues are, are generated from the proper and improper sourcing of, of ingredients. Marine ingredients, definitely a big focus. And of course, you know, there's a lot of concerns when we, we think about how we're harvesting ingredients from, uh, from the ocean. So, you know, we do due diligence. Sometimes we uh, engage uh, third-party 
experts who can help us to understand things like fisheries, very complex, right? So to know uh, the ins and outs of what is a sustainable fishery, where are the red flags, you know, how to make better choices. Uh, and so for the Renew and Protect, of course, we, we need therapeutic doses of the omega-3s, EPA and DHA, right? Especially the higher EPA to DHA ratio, very, very important when we think about optimizing the thera therapeutic benefits for the, for the skin. Uh, and so those ingredients typically come from uh, the South Pacific, so off the coast of, of Chile and Peru, uh, one of the larger fisheries in the world, but one of the, the best in terms of overall management. Uh, and so this is uh, something that uh, decades ago, this part of the world really took on from a leadership perspective because they value the natural resource, what it means for their economy and their, and, and their people. Uh, and so they've done a really good job along with international support to, uh, to manage, uh, maintain a really healthy biomass uh, so that it's, it's always kind of replenished year after year after year. Uh, if we flip over to the, uh, the collagen, uh, it's a different fish. You know, we use cod skin. And the reason that we do that is, first of all, the cod skin uh, are coming from cod that are, are uh, fished by a probably, I would say, the gold standard for sustainable fisheries in the world, uh, which is the Arctic cod. So from, from Iceland, as well as, uh, you know, from Norway. Uh, traditionally, you know, the codfish were always caught for their, their liver and, you know, source of, you know, protein. Uh, but the, the mentality that, you know, you saw ad adopted quite early on from, from these countries is zero waste. Right. And so that means like, what do you do with the skins and frames? Well, instead of dumping them overboard into the ocean, which is what still happens in a lot of fisheries today is like, they say, wow. There's an amazing compound. There's different types of proteins. There's different types of fats, but there's a great source of collagen optimized for what we want uh, to help regenerate our own skin, right? So primarily the type one, a little bit of type three. And so that is, uh, is then is processed here in Nova Scotia. Uh, so that's a really kind of purified form of, of, of collagen. There's no really impurities or anything in that. So those are the, the big factors when we talk about marine ingredients and kind of doing your due diligence. The rest of the ingredients, we always focus on, we tend to focus on whole food nutrition. I think that actually does make a difference. I'm very, very, uh, you know, obsessed about the science. I do believe there's a major difference between uh, synthetic vitamin C that is really a product of, of uh, you know, corn sugar uh, versus something like a, a source like acerola cherry you know, organically grown acerola cherry, because first of all, it's not just the vitamin C you're getting from those extracts, you're getting a whole host of other complex polyphenols, you know, too numerous to really even, you know, list out. But you, you, you hear all the time this idea that the, the entourage effect, right, or synergy, that's really what allows the body to, to be at its best. And we've seen in terms of research, like, the excretion level from just normal ascorbic acid versus take vitamin C from an acerola cherry and your body retains so much more of that, right? That means it's a higher rate of utilization. It's having less of a negative impact in terms of, you know, uh, the regulation of your body biochemistry, your pH, et cetera. So that's generally the, you know, the, the approach that we're taking specifically to that question about UV. What is, what is driving that UV benefit? And so that's really interesting because the first thing we did uh, to really understand 
could you actually create a UV benefit? We did a human clinical trial. So we had this hypothesis that we needed to test out and we, we did that in human subject. And we saw over an eight week period, a huge uh, improvement in the body's uh, innate resistance against UV burning uh, and damage, right? And so of course you have to do these kind of trials uh, different from topicals. Topicals can work like a topical sunscreen you know, there's just one time point, you know, you apply it, you know, the sunscreen to the skin, you create this um, UV radiation, and you measure the difference, you know, with with and without nutrition. Yeah, it's unfortunately, you, you do have to be a little bit patient, because you have to wait till it saturates in the skin. So what we did is we, we created a, a clinical study that happened over eight weeks. And we chose, you know, baseline at four weeks at and then at eight weeks. And so what we saw at four weeks was about a 39% uh, increase uh, in uh, the skin's resistance against UV burning, which already was, I think, I don't think we'd seen anything published in the literature for other natural products trying to do it, a similar trial design. But then we saw, we, we continue to see a significant uh, improvement. And so at eight weeks, it was all the way up to 84%. Would it have gone even higher if we extended the clinical trial? I'd say yes, because typically it takes about three to four months to get that full saturation of these types of ingredients in the skin. So the next study we did was, that, okay, let's try to look uh, deeper in the microscopic level. How is this working and which ingredients are having the, the biggest impact? And so what we did is we, you know, in our, our cell-based research lab that we do here at Bend, uh, we're using... Uh, actual human skin cells uh, called dermal fibroblasts. These are your collagen producing cells. We also did keratinocytes. Uh, so diff two different types of, of skin cells. And keratinocytes are what creates more uh, melanin and pigment in the skin. So when you're thinking age spots and sunspots. hundred percent. And, and in, in the lab, of course, we can do very specific doses of either UVA or UVB. And of course, in, in a cell-based model, we can also start to look inside the cell. We can look at how the genes are expressing. We can measure levels of, of inflammatory mediators. Uh, we can look visually at the quality, uh, the morphology of the cell, like, you know, what, what cells are dying, what cells are surviving. And so this really helped us to understand a, a couple of things is that the product was, um, as a whole, was uh, effective against in protecting against UVA and UVB, right? So that's really, really important. The second thing is, is when we tested the individual ingredients, uh, all but one of the products had uh, a direct impact in terms of protecting against UVA. But when we tested it as a whole, instead of the individual parts, we saw that the, um, the sum was greater than individual uh, components. And so you're getting, once again, this synergistic effect. And that was kind of the design of the original kind of concept is we thought, well, we understand the pathways, we understand how they work. Um, but at the end of the day, you don't really know until you do the actual research and, and see how they're performing. And so that was kind of uh, really exciting for us and validating, say, oh yeah, you know what? If you use them in combination, you're getting this synergistic effect. Yeah, it's a big deal that Ben Beauty has approval from Health Canada for those particular claims. And can you explain exactly what Ben Beauty is approved for? I know you have some great before and afters on your website. I love that you have 
published studies at ab of about two months in length because our skin cell cycle is about 30 days. And as we age, that skin cell cycle actually starts to slow down. So I definitely agree with you. Maybe adding some longer studies in, you'd yeah. probably see some um, even greater responses. But just talk about the Health Canada approval. Yeah, well, in for Canadians, you know, we have the benefit, like as consumers, if, if you're a buyer, a user of natural health products, you have probably the gold standard from for regulations of, of natural health products in the world. And it's a pre-market approval uh, process. So that means you cannot distribute, you cannot launch a product into market until it goes through a full review by Health Canada. What are they looking for? Well, they're gonna look at all your finished product specifications, um, and even things like solvent data, all your safety data, but a big thing is the efficacy data. So in Canada, you're allowed to, uh, you can achieve pretty significant claims that probably you couldn't get in other markets, almost like drug-like claims, but you have to have that burden of evidence and that has to be human clinical evidence, right? And so we're investing a lot as a, as a supplement uh, company into the research and so that was, uh, even though it took, once we applied for the claims, it probably took us about 12 months to get the approval. And so the approval, of course, um, some of the more basics of, of kind of, uh, of aging is, you know, uh, elasticity and firmness. Uh, we did get a claim for hydration. Uh, we got a great claim for the treatment of uh, eczema or atopic dermatitis, right? And then of course, the really, really novel one is we got approved as, you know, for UV protection. Mm. And that was based on the research that we had, had carried out. So I wanna um, quickly come back to what you said kind of at the beginning about collagen sort of taking on this, you know, buzzword in the biohacking community. You can't go into any store these days without seeing a collagen protein bar, collagen creamer, this, that. So I just kind of want to like, you know, uh, separate the, the wheat from the shaft and really just get down to the dirty. Like, what is it about your collagen that really separates it from all of the other collagens out there? And how much collagen is too much collagen? Like, should mm -hmm. if I'm taking your supplements, should I also be supplementing with all these other products? Or, you know, should I kind of, um, you know, stay away from them and just focus on yours. You know, I think for the, the average consumer, it's like, can you take in too much collagen? Is that a thing? Yeah. Well, it is a thing. And it actually was a, a pretty big thing back in, I think it was the fifties or sixties. And, and this is when uh, gelatin was introduced into the marketplace as a cheap source of supplemental um, protein. This is one of the really early forms of food supplementation. And you know, when that trend really caught on, what they started to uh, to witness is <clears throat> a lot of uh, impacts of uh, having a very imbalanced uh, intake of amino acids. So as humans, we have, you know, some amino acids are essential, right? The body's not going to produce them. And from those essential amino acids, then we can produce all kinds of other proteins and peptides. So collagen is a protein, right? but it's, it's typically made up of just primarily three amino acids, you know, uh, you know, proline, glycine, and, and lysine, uh, and alternating kind of units. So that means it's not a very complete source of, of protein. And so, uh, 
is, is there such a thing as, as getting too much? Absolutely. And the other thing to, to think about is we don't necessarily have to take mega doses to get really good clinical benefits. In fact, Health Canada puts an upper limit of 10 grams of collagen per day. But if we look at some of the, the products in the market, say, you know, marketed in, in the US, I'm seeing 20, 25 grams a day, right? I think that is a recipe for disaster, right? And so what, what could you experience? Well, one of the things that I, I think could be uh, legitimate when we have uh, an in unbalanced intake of amino acids is uh, mental health, you know, the proper uh, synthesis of neurotransmitters. That's just, you know, one of probably a broad spectrum of things that could show up. Right. So if you notice there's uh, a shift in your mood, uh, a negative shift in your mood, and you've been all of a sudden, you know, you've been mega dosing on collagen because you thought it's the, the latest and greatest in beauty. Uh, that's probably a good indication that you're taking too much. In fact, a lot of the research shows that, you know, even like two to three grams of, of a very high quality, you know, collagen, which means also like the molecular weight. So how small the individual peptides are has a big uh, impact in terms of how bioavailable it is and how the overall efficacy of, of the product. Some people, actually some people, a lot of people ask as well, you know, bovine versus marine, you know, it's kind of like this tug of war. And to be honest, completely honest, is there evidence, is there concrete evidence to show that marine collagen is uh, works uh, superior to to bovine. I can't say there is. There's a, there's suggestive evidence that maybe you might get uh, more benefit just because the the collagen uh, produced from fish skin is a different composition um, uh, than it is from bovine sources. But going back to why would Bend really choose marine collagen versus bovine? everything is really about being a responsible company. And I think as responsible companies, you know, especially things that are, are derived from natural resources, we have to think about the impact it has on the planet, not just people, right? And there's nothing like from a food perspective, there's nothing bigger than, than, than beef that in terms of the things that we need to shift away from to mitigate the more disastrous effects of, of climate change, right? And so, the way we produce protein in this world, it's kind of like the number two or three uh, generator of greenhouse gases. And so from that perspective, then if, if you look at the spectrum of choices, you could say on the far end of really bad for the planet, you have beef and anything that comes from beef, uh, regardless of whether or not it's grass fed, a lot of people say, well, you know, we take grass fed and grass fed supposed to be good. Well, the research on grass fed is that these cattle actually take longer to mature. They might take an extra year of growth. So the methane productions from grass-fed versus uh, kind of more feedlot cattle is about the same. Yeah. And, you know, when we look at the, the other spectrum, you know, the more uh, climate-friendly choice would be something like a marine stewardship uh, certified fishery like the Arctic cod fishery, right? And where this... Um, this has, first of all, um, kind of almost a, a neutral, it's, I mean, wild, well-managed, uh, harvested fish from the ocean is considered a very, very sustainable way to, to nourish the planet, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fisheries out there that are doing a terrible job in terms of, uh, of a sustainable management, but 
Uh, if you look at all the research around kind of the Icelandic cod fishery, it's the gold standard. And not just in terms of maintaining the biomass, but its overall carbon footprint, right? And so, and then of course the, the collagen is actually uh, manufactured in Nova Scotia. Uh, and that just makes it, you know, a much, much better story. Uh, and so that's, I would kind of say to most people, that is the, the primary lens from which we were kind of choosing, you know, do we go down the route of bovine, which you can get benefits, clinical benefits, or do we do the route of, of, uh, of uh, fish skin or marine collagen? And I'm living in and growing up in Nova Scotia. I'm just, I'm so passionate about the oceans, right? And so I'm not only do I want to protect them, but I want to discover and, and utilize all the benefits, the amazing resources. And that's why there's such a strong marine focus, um, you know, within Bend and certainly a lot of really innovative marine ingredients to come in the years uh, from now. Yeah, I, um, now that I'm living literally on the ocean, I, I can totally understand your perspective. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to bovine versus marine, people vote with their dollar. And I think that, you know, knowing this and kind of educating the masses on the ecological sustainability and what that means for your health and the health of the planet, I think that will speak volumes to people who end up purchasing, you know, um, this product, which is definitely resonates with me for sure. I want to um, quickly sidetrack and talk about bioavailability because I think that is huge. I think we've seen this happen in so many products, uh, turmeric being one of them, where, you know, and, and I'm just kind of mentioning all of these different like plants that are around me right now because there, there's so much life force here right now on the big island. And I have even noticed in eating the fish here that's like locally caught, you know, next day basically, or same day, eating the fresh fruit right off the tree. I feel so different, like energetically, mentally, and physically than I ever do when I'm eating, you know, shelf store-bought foods back on the mainland. Now I feel very privileged obviously for being here, but I want to talk a little bit about that bioavailability aspect, because I know I'm experiencing that firsthand right now. And there are certainly some fruits and vegetables, plant life and marine life that are going to resonate with individuals, you know, um, higher than others. And so let's talk about what makes your product so readily available on, you know, kind of the biology front and, uh, and unpack that a little bit for listeners. Yeah. Well, you are what you absorb. So that's a pretty, pretty good question. If we start, you know, just a little bit with the renew and protect formula, you know, these, when we talk about uh, lipid soluble nutrients, right, we want to formulate those in a lipid base, right? Because, you know, vitamin D, for instance, uh, carotenoids like the zeaxanthin and the lutein, the fact that they're in a base of essential fatty acids, so a lipid, you know, mixture, is going to enhance the overall absorption. We've seen, there's been studies uh, done on things like lutein, right? Lutein, we can find a lot of lutein in certain sources like kale, but it's not that bioavailable. However, if we consume that in with a really fatty meal, we get, we dramatically increase the, you know, the absorption. So sometimes it's just about, you know, how we pair things together that they, you know, they, they enhance the overall absorption. From a collagen side, um, it's kind of really unique because typically, you know, when, when you 
consume proteins, the body's actually very, very efficient at hydrolyzing those peptides into the individual amino acids, right? And so what I used to be actually, I, I should confess, I used to be quite skeptical about collagen supplements, right? Because the notion- Me too. They were completely poo-pooed in the whole cosmetic dermatology world. Like any physician I talk to or aesthetic physician, aesthetic nurse, pretty much the barometer is- collagen supplements no just you know get just your injectables protein. no oh. get your injectables get your laser treatments use your skincare you know is that collagen supplement going to magically pop out those fine lines and wrinkles right here no it's going to get absorbed systemically and it has so many more benefits than just addressing you know hoping to plump up a fine line so that's kind of the the barometer in the rejuvenation world is that it's poo-pooed but i am a total convert well another another uh you know, approach or, 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 um, negative feedback was, well, collagen is a protein, just eat more protein and you'll be fine. Well, as we started, as, as the story started to unfold and more research was done, what we realized is that the body is not actually hydrolyzing, uh, all the collagen peptides down into the individual amino acids, right? There is a component of that. And so when we look at, you know, uh, like a scoop of collagen peptides, a smaller proportion of those are the bioactive ones. And there's still a lot of research is to determine which, which ones are they, but they tend to be these dipeptides. So uh, two amino acids, and, and, and one of them is probably either a hydroxylated form of proline or a hydroxylated form of lysine. And they actually are absorbed uh, intact as dipeptides. And so we have the ability uh, transporters that allow us to absorb uh, you know, uh, peptides that are not completely broken down into the individual parts. That ends up being a good thing because what happens is they're acting like ligand. So when we absorb these dipeptides and, you know, they're circulating through the body, we have, we have, you know, we have collagen uh, fibroblasts throughout our whole body. And, you know, depending on the tissue, whether the, you know, your cartilage in your knees or, or the skin on, yeah, or on your face, either producing a little bit of a different mix of the different types of collagen. We do know that though, the signaling uh, for them to produce collagen is diminishing, even starting kind of in your early twenties, it's, it's like about a, a percent to a percent and a half per year, right? So there's a pretty major decline once you get to, you know, 60, 70, 80. Um, but what happens is we can restore the signaling by ingesting collagen peptides the specific dipeptides, eventually they bind, you know, they activate those receptor sites that says, okay, you know, we just got a signal to produce, to upregulate that machinery that, that produces more collagen. And maybe what some people don't realize is the hyaluronic acid, which is also very, very important um, for the overall kind of uh, integrity, uh, the composition of the, the collagen matrix, you know, really kind of plump it out that's also produced by the fibroblasts, right? So if you can actually signal to that fibroblast that we want you to kind of step things up a little bit, you're getting the benefit of collagen, you're getting the, the benefit of elastin, right? And you're getting the benefit of hyaluronic acid. And so we know that these dipeptides are very, very bioavailable, bio um, but the rest of the, uh, the components of you know, that, that collagen probably reduced down into those individual amino acids, right? So 
good thing is our body's pretty good at with dealing with with proteins versus you made the comment about something like curcumin right and so there's a lot in, in quercetin there are a lot of when we extract things from their their uh, their native form in the whole food form it's sometimes it's good in the sense that we we probably ha can have a very defined dose and we can maybe take a smaller dose but sometimes it's at the consequence of the bioavailability so that's not well understood by a lot of consumers and you know i think now there's like maybe 50 different types of of curcumin out there on the marketplace some actually do a great job in terms of how they encapsulate those and, and kind of restore or enhance the bioavailability but really really challenging for consumers mm -hmm. we do look at those things when we're formulating mm -hmm. I wanted to touch on something. So we're looking at the fibroblasts to make things like collagen and elastin. So for giving our body the cofactors that we need to do it, obviously that's really important. But what about our environment and our biofield? I have the somavedic right behind me. I'm wearing the art crystal. I drink structured water. I ground all the time. I definitely will postulate, and I'm going to do a study on this. I'm going to borrow one of my girlfriend's electron microscopes and do some live blood analysis because we know that when we are kind of like hypercharged, we're, we're too positive. We've got too many protons going on. When we're not grounded, our red blood cells actually start to glue together and aren't um, flowing through the body. We're not getting as good oxygenation. So think of, you know, blood flow, microcirculation to the skin, mm -hmm. all of this uh, impacts. I, ha I definitely postulate that when we are not grounded and we're kind of in like an EMF soup, our collagen won't be as organized either. So Mark, I want to ask you, are there any future resources you're personally working on to share with the world for promoting skin health from the inside out and in particular, uh, the biofield. Yeah. Um, well, if we want to think about the future, we have to um, look at some of the really important discoveries uh, that led to um, a, a very unique way of kind of looking at the body. And, and, and in, if we look at in classical sciences and classical physics, uh, or some people say Newtonian physics, you know, we're looking at the interactions of, you know, molecules and more the anatomical uh, way that the body is is kind of regulating itself, uh, things we can touch and feel, things that we can see in a microscope. Um, and there's lots of great knowledge within there, but we know that so many industries now have shifted into the quantum era. But the quantum era of biology actually started way back 100 years ago when they started to really understand that the body is really, it's an electric organism, right? That is, you know, a really fundamental thing to understand is we are electric bodies, right? And that electricity is not even just contained within the physical limits of what we can see. You talked about the concept of the biofield. That's so, so important. I think that is absolutely the next frontier. And with uh, our sister company, we've been, you know, and this is kind of research that has been going on for decades within this, uh, within this company and getting very, very close to commercialization. But we have found a way that we can actually measure the entire electrical, uh, it's kind of electrical mapping or conductivity mapping of the entire body. And then translating those into an understanding in the more classical sense or conventional sense, like the biochemistry of our organs, right? The communication from one organ to another organ, right? 
And so every single, you know, when we have the ability to really look at that, you know, in that microscopic view, what we can see every cell, every organ has amazing uh, network of nerves, right? Everything is, is transmitting through either these, these, uh, the peripheral nervous system or what we call ion channels. I know it's getting really, really complicated and uh, it, this really is a shift into this new kind of era of, of, of quantum physiology. Um, but eventually we'll be able to quickly in real time map the whole body, tell you what the, it, you know, where the imbalances are in your body, you know, where you have poor biochemistry and make recommendations, uh, you know, through platforms like artificial intelligence. It's going to put you really in the control, uh, the driver's seat of your own of your own body. It's really, really exciting stuff. I actually test my biofield multiple times a day. And I have access to specific technology because I am a registered nurse. I am a professionally trained healthcare provider. So I look forward to this type of biofield detecting technology and getting these metrics. Okay, I'm going to focus on my liver. That's something I've been needing to focus on uh, over the last couple of days, focusing on my thyroid health so that we understand what the yellow flags are before they become orange flags and red flags. So Mark my words, guys, this is this is the future. We're going to be able to be uh, able to visualize uh, different points and different organ systems and aspects we need to focus on. So, Mark, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Everybody tuning in, check out the, de the description box for the show notes of this episode. Learn more about Bend Beauty at bendbeauty.com and use promo code BB15 for 15% off of your order at bendbeauty.com. Or you can also buy directly at rachelvarga.ca forward slash store because I am an approved distributor for Bend Beauty. Do you have any final words for us today, Mark? Well, it's always a pleasure, certainly to, uh, you know, to geek out with you too. Um, I think, you know, we, we get in so much into the, to the, the deeper science of things, and that's really important. And that's how we build trust with consumers. Yes. But I also acknowledge what we're going through, you know, in life right now as, as a society, as an entire planet. Um, and I think based on that, it's so important for us to say, take a few steps back what's really, really important right now, and, and kind of taking a cue from what you were saying earlier, both of you, we need to really focus on reconnecting, reconnect to the earth, get really grounded. It's so hard to stay grounded, I know, but it's so, so important. Is it though, or are we just programmed to not do that anymore? That's how we're designed to live. And you know what? I tested my biofield after hugging my husband for two minutes, and I actually had an increase in my jewel output of my biofield. Pretty cool. There you go. I think if you can, <laughs> if you can quantify that really yeah. helps encourage those behaviors. But when I learned meditation, it took me probably six months before it didn't seem like effort anymore. And then, you know, then it's, it's part of my daily life. And I, I enjoy every, every uh, minute of, of my meditation. I also think it's so important just to have fun, bring, bring back joy into your life right now. Yeah, um, definitely. you know, do things in the spirit of fun. Life may feel really heavy for, the majority of us. Um, so if you really can uh, think about, you know, what is the intention you're holding? Right? What is that context? You know, that, and, and just that mental mindset is, is going to shift your entire energy and how you, you interact with your environment and really tune into self. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody here on the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. Again, be sure to hit that subscribe button and also the bell on the YouTube channel so that you know when we have new episodes coming out and learn about how you can work one-on-one with Katie and I at beautyandthebiohacker.com. We'll see you in the next episode, everybody. Thanks for joining us today, Mark.